In today's show, we look at the fantasy basketball waiver wire, players who have been added and dropped, trends, guys we can move on from, guys we should be paying attention to. I think you know how it works. Plus, an update on Ja Morant, Michael Bolton. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> That's actually not Michael Bolton. This is. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Basketball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and managing your basketball franchise? And this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit UltimateBasketballGM.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On, all caps in the game. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Don't know what happened at the start of the show. If you are hearing this, it means I chose not to re-record it. And I don't think I am. It was a stuff up. It was funny, I think. We're fine. We're ready to go. Let's talk about the waiver wire. We are... Actually, you know what? Let's quickly talk about Ja Morant. Because that news just broke that the NBA did their investigation. Ja has left his counseling facility two days in. All right, cool. Must have been an intensive program. He has left that program and he has been suspended for eight games. But no... Not really eight games. He's been suspended for three more games because he's already missed five and the NBA is counting those five. So he will be eligible to return on Monday. Now, apparently during his massive stay at his counseling retreat in Florida, he hasn't been playing any basketball. So he's going to need a a ramp up when he gets back with the team on Monday. So don't expect him to play Monday, but I would expect the game after that, he's going to be ready to go. So we hold Tyus Jones for this week. We probably hold him just to see what happens at the start of next week, and then we move on. Like He might not be back for their next game, which I think is Wednesday next week after after Monday's game, um, but otherwise he is back and ready to go. The, the eight games sounded about right. If they had have instituted it now, the backdating of it sounds a little, it's a little weird, but it is what it is. We can't do anything about it. We just adjust to the news as it happens. So we're not going to have Jar here for the rest of this week, and he'll be back probably the middle of next week. So there's that update on Demetrius Morant. Let's look at the most added players, and we'll hear from Warney again. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. The most added players over the last 24 hours. Joshy Green. There's no Luka Doncic. There is also still no Kyrie Irving. Okay. I don't know how long we're expecting either of those guys to be out. Doncic's injury feels a little more serious than Irving. Actually, it's not true. There's not no Kyrie Irving. He's doubtful. And Christian Wood and um, Tim Hardaway are still questionable. Lucas seems a little bit more significant. They play again Friday against the Lakers. They need to win some games, mate. They need to get these guys back. So I don't know what's going to happen there. But while they are out, you'll see two names on this list. Josh Green and Jaden Hardy. Excellent streamers. Excellent. Hardy could drop 50 against the Spurs today. If Hardaway and Wood are out, I, he, him and Josh Green are going to put up numbers. They are going to be cranking it up, I reckon, in a big way. And you might actually get something for Friday. The problem here is 
The Mavs don't play the weekend. So it's nice. You've got two games in three nights coming up for Hardy and Green, and you might get, you'll get one good game. You might get two, and they are absolutely worthy ads. The San Antonio Spurs, I told you it was going to be messy, and it is. Sohan's out today. Vassell's out today. Zach Collins is out today. Trey Jones is back today. Keldon Johnson is back today. Branham is questionable. And I don't know what that means for Devontae Graham. He played 25 minutes last game as a starter. He's probably going to start again today, but he literally DNP'd two games ago. But he's been added. I get it. But if Trey Jones and Branham both play, and Wesley plays, and Langford plays, which they all are in line to play, maybe Graham doesn't play. So I guess this was a reaction to yesterday's games. But who knows if it's going to stick? I've got no idea. Paddy Beverly. The Bulls have had a terrible schedule, and now they're closing in on a strong schedule. They play Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday. Five games, eight nights. Beverly, in and of itself, is not a 12-team league player, but with five games and eight nights, he probably is. So people make the smart move there. Um, speaking of making the smart move, a lot of people didn't, and they added Dylan Brooks. The Jamarant coming back will have an impact on him. I was listening to um, Nate Duncan's podcast the other day, uh, Dunked on, and it was talking about, hey, I can't find the usage for what Dylan Brooks is like when Bain, Jackson, and Morant are all on the court. And I went, ah, I can find that, and I found it for him. And it was 13%, which we all criticize Dylan Brooks for taking terrible shots, which is true and accurate. But he's 13% when he shares the court with those guys. So when Morant comes back, I don't expect Brooks to really be doing anything that's worthwhile. But now he's okay, but you've got to also take the negative alongside that. Now, I said I was going to reduce the time frame of this sound drop. I haven't done it, so sit back and enjoy it. David Roddy Piper. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. I'm all out of ass, but David Roddy... Played 23 and 26 minutes the last two games. I think as long as Jar is out, yes, Adams being out helps him, but obviously Jar out just is a trickle-down effect to everybody with with usage and shot attempts and all that sort of stuff. But Roddy's worth a look. Now, I don't really trust David Roddy, who's been bad most of the season, to be a consistent 12-team league player in 23 minutes a night. But the fact that he's sort of pushing Tillman and Aldama for minutes... And we're in a situation where they play Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, three games in four nights. Yeah, he's actually a pretty good ad. I noticed on Yahoo, one of the top added players is Kyle Anderson. Welcome to December. I don't know why it's taken so long. I don't know why he's... How could he possibly still be one of the most added players? I guess it is because I've been banging on and banging on. I said, guys, add him, please. What the hell are you waiting for? And I guess people waited to see a triple-double because you know that that's the indicator of a good player. So he had one of those and everyone added him. Cool. Jeremy Sohan, that was... Um, Predictable. Zohan now. Predictable that he would get at it after putting up a good game yesterday. Predictable that he wouldn't play today. And that's what we talked about with these Spurs having a four-game week that these guys wouldn't play four games. Now, Sohan plays Friday, Sunday, so I expect him to play there. They also play um, starting Friday. They've got Friday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So a really packed schedule. He's not going to play all those games either. He's worth adding, but this is the problem with literally every Spurs player is they're going to be sitting random games at all times, making it harder in a head-to-head format to deal with that. Unfortunately for us. Well, unfortunately for Spurs fans as well, I guess. Today's episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Basketball GM Game. 
You are fantasy basketball people. I know this. So therefore, you have often dreamed about being an NBA GM. That's why you're throwing trade offers out every five seconds. And that is what Ultimate Pro Basketball GM can give you. You are responsible for hiring the right coaches and assistants, trading and training players, making your draft picks, navigating your franchise through the ups and downs of free agency, the draft, and everything that happens during a basketball season. All of this occurs in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free and playable offline, play on the go, as you want, when you want to. Locked On Fantasy Basketball listeners get also a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON in the game store. You've got to use LOCKEDON, one word, all caps. It's up on the screen here, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there it is, down the bottom. So, download that game. You go to probasketballgm.com. You can scan the code that's on your screen. Or look it up on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com. Or the name of the game is Ultimate Basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. Let's look at the most dropped players. But while I do that, I'm just going to put some air on in this room. It's a bit sticky. There you go. Behind the scenes footage. That's actually in front of the scenes. Let's look at the most dropped players. A lot of these make sense. Dillon Wright, very disappointing to see him play only 20 minutes. As Wes Unsold for some reason believes that Monte Morris is the better player. He's wrong, but he goes in that direction. So Wright moved back to playing 22 minutes. Now, their schedule is a bit iffy. They don't play until Friday. But after that, it's interesting. Friday, Saturday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I'm not sure. Look, yes, there's two games where they, two days where they don't play. But then they really pack it in with, what is it? Four games in five nights? Yeah, bloody hell. No, it's not. Sorry, it's four games in six nights starting Friday. So while you did drop Delon. If you are getting through to the next round, and even that Friday, Saturday, back-to-back is useful, he's probably worth adding. The rest of these blokes, eh, eh. Isaiah Livers, injured. We don't know what's happening with Bogdanovich. Just rule him out, Pistons. Just rule him out so we can all move on with our lives. Livers, they don't play again until Thursday, then they play Sunday. So it's not a great end-of-week schedule. Two games in the next five nights for the Pistons, so that's totally okay. Goldfinger Charlie Bassey has a fractured kneecap. His season is over. We'll talk about his replacement later on. Cameron Reddish, well... Again, we, we talk a lot about this, and it's one of my new things that I talk about a lot, so forgive me if I bash it through your ears quite a bit, is that Cam Reddish, the last time we saw him come off the bench against the Sixers last Friday with Lillard and Simons playing, he played 36 minutes off the bench. We know that's pretty good. And then Lillard sat out, and he started and played 26 minutes. All right, and we go, well, that doesn't matter. If he moves to the bench, he's still going to get good minutes. He's still worthwhile. And then on the against the Knicks, he played 19 minutes coming off the bench. And I know everyone wanted to tell me about how it was a revenge game for Josh Hart, very, very quiet about Cam Reddish's revenge game. Very quiet about that one. Because, again, revenge games, they only count when you play well, yeah? That is the only time they count. Which, of course, you know in advance. You always know that in advance. Anyway, but besides the point, I don't think that Cam Reddish is playing 19 minutes every night. I don't. But what I also look at that and go, oh, so now your downside is not 27 minutes, it's 19 minutes. And given that Cam Reddish has been a bad player, and an inconsistent player across his entire NBA career, the fact that you they are not committing to a large-minute role every night, and you do have under-20-minute downside means I can't really trust you. So it's not about, well, now he's playing 19 every night and Thibault's going to play 37. They're going to go back and forward in that. But Reddish needs 28 minutes consistently to be a 12-team league player. And if that downside exists, and coming off the bench, it is often harder to get more minutes, then yeah, see you later. Big Dick Nick Richards, I still maintain that Mark Williams is probably done for the season. I don't know that for sure. And there was that report that came out from old Roderick Boone of the Charlotte Observer, maybe? I'm not sure. He's a local Hornets reporter who said the, the rest of the season for Mark Williams looks murky. 
Again, Hornets, dreadful injury reporting. Just rule him out for the season. But the Hornets have one more game this week, and Richards is fine. But last game, again, minutes downside, 23 minutes, no foul trouble as a starter. Yeah, that's gross. I still, look, he's definitely going to be, look, if we hear that Williams is out next week, which I think we will, they're going to have four games next week, albeit weirdly backloaded, and you'll be an ad. But for this week, playoffs, playoffs, then you can go and drop him. No problem. Terrence Ross, well, yeah, we know what Terrence Ross is, don't we? A guy that can get hot and shoot well and do nothing every other game. Don't need to have him. Joshie Richardson, again, minutes downside. We thought he could still get 28, 27 minutes with Ingram back. He played 17 minutes. And that is a very hardcore jack. Get that garbage out of here! Because Trey Murphy's dominating and Richardson's not getting that starting job back. It's just not going to happen. And Jalen Suggs was dropped, which I know he wasn't that he wasn't that good. He wasn't that bad, though. He still had two steals and scored double-digit points. He only played 22 minutes, and they've got three games in four nights to end the week. I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have dropped Jalen Suggs in that. If I added him, knowing that I've got a good schedule coming up, knowing there's a possibility that Gaz Harris maybe sits one of those back-to-backs, I don't think I would have dropped Suggs. I'd consider it, for sure. He's not that good that he got a hole, but the schedule is relatively positive. Now, let's look at these guys as droppable players. It's very hard. Well, it's not that hard. I'll do it now. Uh, in terms of defining what's an expendable player or a droppable player. These are guys when I'm looking more longer term, not really considering schedule at all. Just looking at them going, huh, if it doesn't make sense on my team currently, are they guys that I have to hold on to? And these are guys that I don't think you do. And one of them is Keegan Murray. Minutes downside, real problem. Production is usually just been points and threes and nothing else. So when the Kings have a good schedule, yeah, we love that. We love a starter with 30-minute upside, but we know that there's downside of 22 minutes. But if the schedule packs in nicely, then it makes sense. And the Kings do have a strong schedule. But long-term, long Roto Leagues, I wouldn't worry with him. He's not, he's not a must-roster player. Kyle Lowry, I know that he is double-cheeked up. Double-cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. But... I can't deal with the nonsense of him being listed questionable every game with a knee issue, the minutes being 36 or 19, or who knows what they're going to be. There's absolutely no reason for me to Kyle Lowry to be a 12-team league player. Punch Bob, Bobby Portis, it's clear as day. Giannis plays, Portis isn't useful. Giannis is out, Portis is useful. And that makes him a streamable player. Now, if you're in a really solid position and you go, well, the Bucks are probably going to rest guys because they're going to lock up a number one seed, which they're probably not going to lock it up, but they'll get it at some point, maybe. Um, then you could hold on to Portis. But look at this, 16, 17, 16, 19 minutes, three starts, 31, 30, 29, off the bench, 19, 20. Not good enough. You're holding, waiting for Giannis to be out. And that is a losing mentality during fantasy playoffs, I think. I think Tim Hardaway is a droppable player. He's a level above like a Terrence Ross. He's probably a similar level to Malik Beasley or Sadiq Bey. But now he's questionable. The Mavericks don't have a good schedule this week, and he's just too inconsistent. I don't think he's a must-hold. I don't think Benedict Matherin returns this season. I don't know that for sure, but I know that he's going to miss a few more games. And also, when he played, he wasn't good enough to be held anyway. So if you've got him, move on. The Cockroach, Mason Plumley. What, what are you doing? Surely no one still active in the playoffs still has Mason Plumley rostered. Absolutely. There's no chance, yeah? Maybe. Or maybe there is. And I don't, I don't know. Drop him. Bruce Brown. Again, schedule can make sense for him if guys are resting Porter or Gordon or whatever. But the play of Christian Brown, the presence of Reggie Jackson, the fact that Bruce has actually dropped off quite a bit means that he's just like a schedule stream sort of a player and absolutely not must roster. And Dennis Schroeder, again, we tie it back to minutes downside. 
last game with LeBron out, played barely any minutes. We thought that we'd get a little bit more of him and Russell together, which is what we saw in D'Angelo's first game back, but they've cut that away because Schroeder's not that good. So you do not have to hold Dennis Schroeder. You stream him in. Like today, if you've got him, you hold him because Anthony Davis is not there and they need shot creation. But after that, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't bother with it. I'm really sure I wouldn't bother with it, to be honest. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. It's Built Bar March Madness. We're here. We're here to vote for our favorite Built Bars. And it's very easy to do at BuiltMarchMadness.com. Go vote for your favorite cookies and cream. That's what I would suggest. But you can choose your favorite flavor. And if you do, you're in the running to win some prizes because we will choose 50 lucky Locked On listeners to get a free box of Built when you submit your March Madness bracket for Built Bar. And one person... One lucky Locked On listener will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You've got to try Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. It is high in protein, but low in calories, low in fat, low in sugar, and it's covered in 100% real chocolate. That's their secret. That's not actually a secret because they broadcast it to everyone, and I'm telling you every day, but you know what it is. It's 100% real chocolate, and you can get these things for free if you enter your bracket. So go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. Today's episode is also brought to you by Fangio. The NBA playoffs are around the corner and now is the perfect time to download Fangio, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the Fangio Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bid on everything, money line, game totals, futures, player points, three-pointers drained, whatever you want, it is all there. And we have a look at the games today. The Grizzlies are four-point underdogs against the Heat. No jar. They, they, they probably won't win against Miami, to be honest. But four points, is that enough? Yeah, it probably is. But you can check all of the odds for today's games over at FanDuel. And FanDuel also lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss it, your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's fanjul.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanjul, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. Okay, let's look at expendable. So what does this mean? This is me looking at the rest of the week. This is me when you're, ooh, I am uh, in deficit. I am losing. I am in a tight battle. Who are guys that we can move on from? And basically all of these players who are on this list play one game for the rest of the week. Therefore, they're expendable. I, Yes, they might have good schedules next week. Totally okay. Doesn't matter if you're not there. Doesn't matter at all. So this, if you are flying, you're rolling, you're way ahead, hard to know that two days in. But if you are in that situation, then you don't have to move on. But these guys have one game. Gordon Haywood. Josh the Hitman Hart. Mitch, I love to complain on Snapchat Robinson. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. Give me the ball. All I'm doing is cardio out here. Yes, I understand that you are a low usage player, Mitch, and Tom Thibodeau's offense is embarrassingly low usage for centers, and I don't know why he does it. Oh, it's only the players, Josh. No, it's Thibodeau and his offense, and I get that. But Mitch, quit crying, man. Like, don't go cry on Snapchat. Maybe talk to your coach. I know that's probably not a pleasant experience. You don't have to do it on Snapchat. Anyway, Mitch Robinson's got one game left this, this week, and his minutes have been cut. Al Horford. Has Al Horford been playing pretty well? Yeah, he has been. But, uh, this sorry, these these games, this is after Wednesday for, for Al Horford. For these other guys, these Hornets and Knicks, they've got one game left. After Wednesday, Horford plays, and then they've got a Friday, Saturday back-to-back. So he's only got one more game after that. That makes him expendable. Christian Wood. 
expendable. Yes, they have two games left for the rest of this week, but he actually might not play one of them, which is today. And then he's playing under 20 minutes anyway. Again, after today, a definite drop. If as soon as you hear he's ruled out, drop him today. PJ Washington, one game for the rest of the week. The man on the street, Jordan Clarkson. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. Man, Butterfingers today on the, on the drops. And then Taylor Horton Tucker, also one game left for the rest of the week. And by the time the Jazz play on Saturday, Colin Sexton might be back. I don't know if he is, but that's going to impact Horton Tucker. Now, Clarkson's absolutely a rosterable player on Saturday. But waiting Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, not really worth it to me with one game left for the week. Let's look at the players who have been in the top 100 over the last week. And see if there's anything that makes sense here. Taylor Horton Tucker, yes, but we just talked about that. Jeremy Sohan, we talked about already. Nick Richards, we talked about already. Timothy John McConnell is questionable for Thursday's game. I wouldn't bother with him as a 12-team league player, only if Halliburton remains out, and we don't know he's questionable as well. Devontae Graham, who knows, man? It is a complete... All of these, is this complete... Not nonsense, because we knew that Horton Tucker would be useful. We knew that Richards would be useful. Sohan, we could have had an idea he could have been useful, but... A lot of the things are working against these guys. Horton, Tucker, and Richards, one game left. Sohan out today. McConnell, you know, no idea on his status. Graham, no idea what the games are going to be. Pat Beverly's an interesting one. Top 100 over the last week. I think it's only one game because of their low, low schedule, but he's got four games in six nights coming up. Might, might be worth a look. Jalen Suggs, he sucks. Despite struggling last game, is top 100, and he's got a good schedule coming up. That's why I wouldn't have been as quick to drop him. And then, interestingly, Dracaris Levert. It has helped Levert that Garland has missed a game and Mitchell has missed a game. Now, they're both ready to go for Wednesday, and that's probably going to hurt Levert. But if you do have him, you just hold him through Wednesday, and then you make decisions. We always look to add him when somebody is out, and then he struggles a bit when those other guys play. If we're looking at the rest of the week after Wednesday, so this show's got a little bit more staying power, so it's not just before Wednesday's game. This is for after Wednesday, the guys that we can look to add who I think have some strong value. Cole Anthony... Dante DiVincenzo, Bruce Brown, because of schedule, three games in four nights to end the week. Now, when I talked before about him being a droppable, expendable player, I said schedule-wise is what we're looking at. Three games in four nights is the schedule. Jalen Suggs, Daniel Gafford. Yeah, look, it's a little frustrating, some of the playing time issues with Gafford. But again, a solid enough schedule. He's got a Friday, Saturday, back-to-back, and then that four game in six nights starting on Friday. Tari Eason has been a little bit down the last couple of games, but I still think he's absolutely worth having. And these guys are all available in 50% plus of leagues. You've got Kavon Looney in there as well, and even Flaming Mo Wagner. So why Flaming Mo? Well, games played. They, they play a strong schedule. They have, if I bring it up, the, there's three teams that play three games in four nights to end this week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And that is the Raptors, who don't have any real guys available, like you're not looking at Boucher or Achua, really. You've got the Nuggets, and that's where Bruce Brown comes in, and that's where deeper leagues will want to look at Christian Brown and Reggie Jackson. And then you've got the Magic, where you've got Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, Mo Wagner as really strong options with three games in four nights. And that's the benefit of that. When there's only three teams playing that schedule, that's why you see three interesting Magic players who are widely available on that list. Some other names to discuss. Johnny Kaminga is likely returning for the Warriors. There's no real return inside for Andy Wiggins. I don't know whether they start Kaminga or Looney, but I'm not sure I actually care. I think Kaminga still plays 23, 24 minutes, and he was playing at a pretty high level before the ankle injury. So he's at least he's at least worth a look to see if he's going to provide that value. In San Antonio, today there is no Zach Collins. Today there is no Charles Bassey. There is Sandro Mamul Kalashvili. 
I don't know whether they'll start Sandro. I don't know whether they start Gorgie Jeng. I don't know whether they start Dombalo. But they're their three center options. Mamu is a better... Jeng used to be an excellent fantasy player in his day, but he's, he's not going to get those minutes. I think Mamu is a very interesting stream. As a deeper league guy, as I think Zach Collins is permanent backup, and today as an excellent stream option who could fall flat on his face, but the opportunity is there. Cater Bates-Diop as well. Now, a lot of people go, well, Charles Bassey being out, that helps Bates-Diop, right? And I don't think so. The reason I don't think so is they don't play the same position at all. I don't, but I guess they could. What they could do now is without Bassey, they could go small with Bates-Diop at center, but they still have Jeng. They still have Barlow. They still have Mamokelishvili. So they do have, still have options, and it's not like Bates-Diop's this great option they've got to give big minutes to. And there's going to be plenty of time with Vassell and Kelden and Sohan all resting every second game. So Bates-Diop's an interesting guy. He's someone to stream when players are out, for sure. I'm not sure Bassey's injury changes things that much for him. Tyus Jones will put on this list just so we keep rolling with him until Jar actually returns next week. Corey Joseph, it's amazing that this is what's happening, but he's getting 30 minutes a night while Ivy is in protocols. Uh, they, Ivy could be back Thursday, absolutely, and then Joseph will go back to 20 minutes and not be useful. But his last two games have been really bloody good. And we have to pay attention to that, as stupid as it is, to see 30 minutes for Corey Joseph and um, Rocket Rodney Magruder. I'm going to play it as much as I can because there's not many Rodneys left in the league. Rocket, 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 we can't think. We can't think. Sorry, right. Right. Come, on, come on, come on, come on. So they're both at least worth streaming, as is probably Eugene Omari, especially if Isaiah Livers is out. Now, the Pistons have just been banged up completely. And if all of a sudden they decide, oh, no, you know what? Ivy's back and Bogdanovich is back and Burks is playing, then Joseph and Omari and Livers and Magruder have no value at all. But I don't think they're going to do that. So there are names at least to watch. Omari stunk last game, but he hurt his ankle in that one. So we'll see what he's able to provide. But they are at least 12-team stream adjacent. Isaiah Jackson's been really good. But I honestly don't know whether he's going to play. Like, honestly, a single second, he might not play it. Miles Turner might return on Thursday. Turner is going to miss some games down the stretch here. I feel pretty confident in saying that. And Jackson will be great in those games. But prior to this, Jackson was sometimes the second string, sometimes the third string. They just alternated him between him and Jalen Smith. And Jackson, he's actually played six straight games. 17 minutes, 20 minutes. And then you look at the next one where he played nine and eight. But the reason he played nine and eight in those two games is because Turner got into foul trouble and played like 17 and 24 minutes. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been in the rotation. It would have just been Smith, who played 21 and 16 minutes. And then it was the games last time where Turner was injured and Jackson played 26 and 27 minutes. So uh, there's a real chance that against the Sixers and against the Bucks, the next two games, if Turner plays, that Isaiah plays zero minutes. And then he goes back and gets his backup minutes for two games and on and off. That was the pattern. So while we love what he did, don't be surprised when silly stuff happens. And the other one to talk about here is if you can get it in for today, winning Gabriel, because the Lakers have literally zero centers on this roster apart from Wynion Gabriel. They have Anthony Davis. He is not playing today. They have Mo Bamba. He is not playing today. Their only center is Wynion Gabriel. The other guy who would fill in at center would be LeBron James. And also, he is not playing. Everybody else, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, you could play him at center, I guess. But they don't have power forwards either. Rui Hachimura, could you play him at center? I guess. You'd have no defense or rim protection, but I guess. That's it. They're the names. So Gabriel is probably going to have to get first crack at it. And if he doesn't foul out, he might play 27 minutes and be useful for one game. They only have one more back-to-back the rest of the year, which is on the 5th of April. And LeBron might actually be back by then. Bumba probably won't be. But this is an opportunity for at least for one night only 
for a Wenyan Gabriel stream. And I'll leave you with that. Today's episode is brought to... Oh, not brought to you. What am I talking about? That's it. We're done. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.